What up, Vicious Cycle listeners? That's right. It's time for Dr. Kate again, our resident gynecologist extraordinaire. So if you have burning vagina questions for your burning vagina, hopefully you don't have an actual burning vagina. But if you do, call our hotline and ask away because Dr. Kate is going to answer all of your questions and more uh, in a couple of weeks. So you can call our hotline, 9106 Uterus. You can email us at viciouscyclepodcast at gmail. And you can also DM us at viciouscyclepodcast on Instagram. We want you to be educated, okay? So ask those questions. Now let's get to the show. Welcome back to Vicious Cycle, a podcast about periods and the people who get them. Or is it the podcast about periods and the people mm, who get them? We what, never you, know. You tell me. Um, you decide. I, I'm one of your co-blows, Kate Elston. I'm one of your co-blows, Meg Case. I'm the final co-blowst, and I'm Meg Trowbridge. Hello. Also, I feel like, Kate, you said a podcast about periods in the people who get Ooh. them. And I was like, oh, interesting. Could it is work. in and out. And <laughs> we're on, just going to go around, ahead and trademark all, all of those options. Yeah. yeah. TM, trademark. Yeah, TM, 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 TM. See with a circle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> listeners, in this episode, we are covering all things goop. You know, Gwyneth Paltrow's um, illustrious brand of goop. We're going to uh, hear from Meg Trowbridge about some of the bleed search that she uh, bestowed upon us. We've heard about things that go in your vagina. We have heard about vagina scented things and other ridiculous goop pro- group product goop products that are, you know, uh, peddled by Gwyneth. So we wanted to get into it and we do. Um, there's even a quiz at the end of this episode. Um, so stick around. We have so much fun. Before, though, I would love to know if anyone has any fun updates, um, period or otherwise. Mainly just uh, so uh, today is like technically day two for me. So I'm so you're recording. Congrats. Sing. Oh, hi, I am recording. Oh, hi, I am recording. Oh, hi, I am recording. <laughs> Hear me. That was beautiful. This is our best one yet. I think so. Yeah. So, I, you know, uh, I'm just starting to get my telltale cramp in the left ovary area region. Is, is that where your cyst is? Yes. So we're good old... Dermy <laughs> ovustrumii is. Have we have we named your cyst? Because I feel like we should. We should honestly. I mean, now the fact that we know it doesn't have hair and teeth and stuff. It, it Dermy fe- feels like a good name. I, it's like nerdy and punchable. <laughs> like yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I was gonna suggest. Um, from a 30 Rock episode when, I don't know why this popped in my head, but when Liz Lemon walks away with the makeup artist baby by accident. And <laughs> she and names then, it she, Susan. No, Nancy. She names it I Nancy. Call it Alice. <laughs> no, it, her name's Alice, but I call her Nancy. 
<laughs> I was afraid you were going to go with Gerhardt because he's horrifying. <laughs> Dude, that's it. It's Gerhardt. It's Gerhardt. It's Gerhardt. It's Gerhardt. It's for sure Gerhardt. Okay, done. Anywho, but yeah, a little crampy, a little bleedy, a little flirty, but oh it's okay. just, you know, run of the mill. No other fun updates. My case. I did just get finished with the period, but I think it was like pretty low drama. And maybe my hoo-ha has gotten used to swimming because it wasn't as vacuous this (laughs) time. You're not as delugy. Delugy? I don't know. You're delugy, okay? (laughs) If you think that you can walk in here and take my man. Full of chlorine. (laughs) You are delugy. Well, that's good, Meg. I have a kind of crazy update about my pregnancy. So, um, went to the doctor this week. I have been to the doctor, this doctor many times, you know, it's a lot of in and out. It's very, you know, I feel like maybe I could appreciate a little bit more time with the OB to talk about things, but there really isn't much to talk about. I'm passing all of the marks and healthiness for this pregnancy. Thank God. Um, but she did sit me down and she was like, Hey, you got this shot. You got this vaccine. Great, you know your your blood sugar looks good. Your weight is looking good. Um, your due date and is December fourth. And I was like, no, 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 no. My my due date's the eighth, December eighth. And she goes, oh no, it's it's the fourth. And I'm like, wait a minute, like what? You're just gonna like move me up? Change four it days? up? And 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 I, she was like, yeah, we we date it from the first day of your last period. I'm like, yeah, but like that's been the date this whole time (laughs) the date of my first period never changed why am I just now hearing about this she's like this is how it is I'm like okay so everyone I'm now (laughs) four days sooner but December 4th does that date ring a bell for anybody first period the first that was the day I got my first period in 1999 holy so maybe I'm gonna get my first period on the same day I get my first baby oh my god oh Oh, my God. Also, you know, what's funny is that you were talking about your due date and you're like, I just have a feeling she's going to come early. So, like, that's also insane. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. I just don't know why. Whatever. I'm just so confused by it because literally I've I've sat with this doctor many times in front of my chart and she's never said December 4th until last time. That's wild. Is it like your app that you got the 8th from? No. um, I got it from... um, the the ultrasounds all the ultrasounds i had at the beginning of pregnancy because they say Ah. that's when it's most accurate later on when you measure your fetus by the ultrasound it's not as accurate because Mm. babies start growing at their own rate but when Mm. you look at like the very first ultrasound they're able to be like cool you're this many millimeters long in the embryo this is your due date so i've just been going by that number um Ah, crazy so due dates can change I don't, I don't know if they can change or if my doctor was just wrong. <laughs> like if she just didn't do the math right. But it's I've, the same, the same doctor? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same doctor. I'm just so confused by it. And also remember, like, I mean, you guys know, we talk about it in an upcoming episode with my fertility doctor, but that she had the days wrong before reading my first ultrasound. Mm. Um, because, so I don't know why everyone's getting it wrong. <laughs> like why there's so much miscommunication in the addition. Like, well, you're going to have a Halloween baby. Yeah. <laughs> we got it wrong. No, like, yeah, like my, my fertility doctor was off by like two days, which 
became a whole issue because we mm-hmm. couldn't see the fetus. We'll get into that in an oh, upcoming episode. right, right, right. So she, so she was off by two days. So then I think that's when we went, okay, it's December 8th now. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember why, but it's like, why is everyone's period math wrong right now? <laughs> like, I'm so confused. Anyway. Well, so our on. trip to Vegas for December 12th is now canceled. Yeah, <laughs> that's Damn off. It. Damn it. Anyway, so that, that's been a fun update. That's, I mean, that's exciting. I truly don't understand Who is it. your doctor? Your doctor seems so chill about it. She's like, fourth, eighth. Who gives a shit? But she's like, but she was acting like that was what it always was. I was like, no, it's always no. been the eighth. Like, you have it in your, every, like, I, I, your nurses come in and ask me what my due date is and I tell them, you know, it's like, yeah. I'm so confused. I, I, You're like, 12, eight rhymes with Kate. And she's like, no, Kate, it was 12, four, shut the door. Like, duh. <laughs> because i was like i would remember if it was the fourth because that date is important to me pick up sticks baby on the sixth come on keep up any hoodle let's get to a phone call before we go into our goop research um this is in regards to our fibroids episode we got a caller from someone with fibroids oh hey this is cycle uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. This is Lauren from good old Minnesota, uh, a dear friend of Meg T, <gasps> and uh, love supporting her and her endeavors. So thanks for creating the podcast. I just got done listening to the Fun with Fibroids episode from Andrea Coleman, and uh, wanted to call in as a fellow fibroid leader. I also had fibroids my, I guess, whole life. I started bleeding when I was in, like, fourth grade, so that's, like, 10 years old. And they were always... Um, really heavy and long, and uh, seven to ten day type periods, five to seven days heavy bleeding, sort of similar to Andrea's story, uh, overnight tampons, or overnight pads and super tampons and change them multiple times a day and still have leaking. And uh, when I went to college, I kind of just ignored going to doctors and stuff because I was far away from home and just sort of figured it as a fact of life. And uh, maybe when I was 25, 26, I was like, well, I have insurance now. I should probably like go get things checked out. And uh, my primary care doctor referred me to an OBGYN who then was, like, really high in her field. And when I told her my stories, like, the look of shock and horror on her face was just mind-blowing when I was explaining my periods and my bleeding to her. Um, So I also had a transvaginal uh, ultrasound, and they ended up deciding to do a DNC. So they kind of go up your vagina, scrape out your uterine linings, and they found uh, polyps and cysts in there and decided that that needed to come out. And then about another year and a half later, uh, we had been trying different birth control options with different estrogen amounts to see if anything could kind of help uh, right the ship. And it was a little better, but not uh, really well. So we ended up doing like a CT scan of my abdominal region. And they were like, whoa, there's a grapefruit-sized fibroid in here, and um, that was kind of shocking and scary all at once. So I ended up also having a laparoscopic myomectomy. I think there was three other ones that they pulled out as well, but the big one was this grapefruit one. Um, It was actually growing outside of my uterus, and it grew into my uterine lining and into my uterus. So that being said, um, if I ever want to have children, I've been told now I have to have a C-section because I've already cut and teared my uterus and they're worried that it could burst um, down the line. So that's been really fun to think about what that looks like. <laughs> Ooh, Wowzers. Lauren, y'all, that is uh, one of my oldest friends. 
Uh, we've known each other since high school. I'm pretty sure we weren't in junior high together, but we might have been. Honestly, it's all a blur. She is the best. And I hung out with her really closely after that surgery. Like I was living in California, but I went back and we were like hanging out in a pool and she was telling me about it. And I was like, that sounds crazy. Um, and that was long before this podcast. Aww. Lauren, I love you. A grapefruit. Grapefruit <laughs> in your abdomen. And That's you're just like, insane. yep, this is my body. Wow. Crazy. I don't know what else to say except I'm sorry and I'm happy that you figured it out. Yeah. Um, yipes. Thank you for that phone call. and Love um, you, Lauren. Thank you th- for calling. Thanks for sharing the story. Let's get into the goop research. Woo. So, Meg T., what is the research... I'm sorry. The bleed surge that you have Thank for you. us today. So excited. So I thought uh, certain things have organically come up um, in various episodes that related to this institution. So uh, I figured it'd be good <laughs> to just dive into what is, who is, why is <laughs> goop. Yes. Um, oh my god! I genuinely forgot what the research was on. Like I know that we have this scheduled, but then I forgot. Maybe it's just because I'm like slightly pregnant and like <laughs> starting to get that my mind. baby brain. Um, but I was like, "What? No, but actually, what is it?" Like that, was, um, that wasn't me trying to like set you up. I was like, "What is the research?" <laughs> I'm shocked because I was so excited for this episode. <laughs> anyway, so goop, goop, doing an episode on goop. We're talking goop today. Which, if you don't know what Goop is, it is the company. Uh, she describes it as an internet company started by the one and only Gwyneth Paltrow. It is internet a, company. What is it like? Nineteen ninety nine, right? Well, because it, it does everything. Com? It's it's an <laughs> online shop. It's a blog. It's a a recipe. It's like a wellness way of life. Yes. Um, and now she's kind of, Gwyneth has like one of her identifiers for so long was actress. And now it's like her main, um, you know, identifier is wellness guru. That's like so often when you look oh, her up, God. it's like wellness guru. Gwyneth wellness Paltrow. guru. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no one should no. be using the word guru. No, no, no one's a guru except gurus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're here. Listen, don't call us period gurus because we ate. Please don't. Okay. Please, Please refer don't. back to our ovaries episode. <laughs> <laughs> we know little. So we're period um, enthusiasts. And that's even best. saying too much. At <laughs> best. <laughs> um, well, so the reason we wanted to dive into Goop is because in past episodes, uh, certain things have come up like in our um Vagine hygiene and quarantine episode. Uh, we talked about vaginal steaming, mm. and uh, I attributed it to goop as well as like older practices and other cultures. Um, but uh, goop has come to prominence because of its kind of edgy, out there, taboo breaking um, kind of stuff, and some of it is vulva vagina uterus having people related so i thought why not start with how goop was begot hmm. um got goop and 
<laughs> not goop. <laughs> Feeling goopy. Um, so I spent a lot of time on the goop site. Um, read a couple articles about Gwyneth, about goop. Um, what I've taken away is one, she's got a pretty killer copywriter or team of copywriters. Um, but two, it's like they know what they're doing. They know how they sound. They know how they look. Um, they're very aware. And it, I think, is probably doing great for them. Like, it, it is performing exactly as it should. Like, people are like, can you believe this fucking bullshit? And then 100 people go to the site in five minutes, you know? So, so, so it's what, clickbait. Yeah, yeah, so what is the... Yeah, what's the what's the atmosphere? Like is it like we know this sounds crazy but it works? Like is it very self-aware? So it's self-aware but it's sincere. Like they are Got sincere it. in like energy healing and like inner wellness and uh you know um inner power that kind of stuff. The stuff that a lot of people like to make fun of. Um I just want to give you a little spoiler in that I came into this a goop skeptic. And oh now, God, do you have like, an egg in your vagina right now? That's for me to know and you to find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I have a little more respect for goop after my research. Okay. Look, I did okay. a full moon healing ceremony <laughs> last night. So who am I to laugh? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. She did, everyone. I did. Um. Do we know what goop stands for or what goop means? Okay, I would guess. Oh, okay, great. Okay, then you I'll, you go, then I'll go. Gwyneth's initials. Okay, she's got two O middle names. Oh, I didn't think about that. Um, I was going to say Gwyneth owning our pussies. Ooh. Oh, that's good. Or okay. girls owning our pussies because she would be really gendered about it and probably say girls, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you are both uncannily close. Mm. And this is a great segue into the timeline of Goop. Um, So it was around 2007. If you go to the Goop website, there is an actual timeline you can read. And (laughs) it's funny, (laughs) a little salty. um, And that's where I got a lot of information. It's salty? Does it say, like, this is when Gwyneth uncoupled from um, It touches on uncoupling. But it's salty more about, you'll see, you'll see. Oh, I'm excited. So um, around 2007, someone told Gwyneth that successful internet companies have double O's in the name, obviously only referring to Google and Yahoo. Um, (laughs) I was like, Oprah, only one. It is Oprah. It is Oprah. It was originally. Um, The the second O is silent and invisible. Um, (laughs) Um, it's one of her favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> you get an extra O in your name and you get an extra. Wait, wait, what would all of our names be with an extra O? I'd be Kate Elstoon. <laughs> I'd be uh, Meg Truebridge. <laughs> I don't have an o. Megan Ludie Hayes. <laughs> I have it. Ludie. Okay. Okay, finish the thought about Looty Patootie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so someone just uh, mentioned that to her, and she was like, Gwyneth O.O. Paltrow, Goop. 
So Meg was basically right. Only it doesn't stand for her initials. It's she just because have, someone like, all of Olivia as her middle names. <laughs> no, it's just like her being Google is like goop. That's oh, it. Boy. That demystified. Um, and it's Meg Trowbridge, if you did the same thing, you'd be moot. I'd be moot. The point <laughs> is moot. That's me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's a moot point. Oh, okay. Oh, friends. So um, that so would goop. be mine. Moo. Moo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Moo. <sighs> um, okay. So Goop started purely as a newsletter to her fans. Uh, and it started off with like maybe 10,000 subscribers. And it was just her sending out her gluten-free, healthy recipes. Um, and that was kind of it. And she did that for a little bit. Started to gain popularity. Um and uh, then as you scroll down this timeline, uh, they mention. I can't believe she has a fucking timeline. Yes. Like she's a university and we're on like a freshman college tour. Yes. And actually the timeline starts in 1971. Stop When it. someone develops. Um, when she was born. Well, when someone develops the idea of an email using the at symbol. 1972, Gwyneth Paltrow is born. Stop it. That's how the timeline Stop begins it. because this is alluding to the newsletter that kicked it all off and they, they break off the, the timeline Dear. in before newsletter and after newsletter. God. So, um, as you scroll through the timeline, they mention the, uh, that they hire their first male employee. His name is Kevin. Um, and then throughout the timeline, they call out all the other Kevins they hired, which just made me laugh because I have a Kevin in my life. That's so random. Um, like for a while, they were just a group of people working in Gwyneth's barn. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and once they hit 15 people, she was like, I guess we need an office. I can't. So uh, I, I, I'm paralyzed from that last <laughs> bit of information. What? You don't have a barn that 15 people could just use as an office? Mike? Was it 15 people or 15 Kevins? That's a good question. It was it a working barn? Like where it's, it's, work, it's, it's a work from home barn. There mood? was work being done in the barn, Meg. It's a working barn. Um, Holy okay. Shit balls. So in 2010, when it's still mostly a newsletter, um, Gwyneth Paltrow opened up about her experience with postpartum depression. And in um, the newsletter, she featured an article by a psychologist about postpartum depression. So I was like, okay, that's the first time where it was like, let's actually talk about stuff that maybe people are afraid to talk about. And I have a platform to do it. So I was like, okay, respect. That's important stuff to talk about. Um, 2012. Goop collaborates with a designer to make the shirt we've always wanted, a.k.a. a white T-shirt with black piping down the seams. And uh, fun fact is that it's one size fits all. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) One size fits. Go back to your barn. Yeah. And they show a picture. (laughs) Yeah. And it just like kind of loosely hangs on her. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't fit over boots. That's not how Um, you prove one size fits all. You have right. a chubby ass girl in yes. it. That's Man. how you prove one size fits all. Look, I believe you it stretches. Does it look good on every size? So um, on this timeline. I'm so, I, we need time to respond to the I know. fuckery that we are hearing. <laughs> it's called the tuxedo tee, I think. Um, and in Jesus the timeline, Christ. they have, uh, you know, they talk about the, the shirt we've always wanted. Yes, it costs $90. Stop it. 
Because, yes, a it's a white t-shirt. t-shirt with black piping and it cost $90. Outrageous. Christ on a cross. So that's when I first heard about Goop. That was a t-shirt that went all over my office that I worked at. And everyone was like, this is crazy. And the wealthy women in my office really? were like, it's kind of cute. Um, so I was like, okay, now I see that there are different kinds of people. In the You're world. like, how much do you get paid? We need to swap paychecks. Right. Quick. Yeah. We <laughs> see your pay stub. Your bonus sounds great. Um, 2013. I'm just going to read the direct quote from the timeline. Oh, boy. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow published. They start calling her GP. So I'm just going to call her GP. Of course. GP publishes her second New York Times bestselling cookbook, It's All Good. It features a lot of gluten-free, sugar-free, and vegetable-forward recipes. TheAtlantic.com calls it a Bible of laughable Hollywood neuroticism. (laughs) (laughs) Writing that she might have just gone over the edge. And then in parentheses, the gluten-free market in 2020 is projected to reach $23.9 billion. So the timeline is being like, look who's laughing now, bitches. Yes. Yep. Okay. And then Star Magazine calls GP the most hated celebrity the same week People names her the most beautiful. Okay. So they're like, they they love the haters. Like, they're like, bring it on, babies. And I think then they started being like, let's egg people on. Like, this is getting people talking. Let's do it. Wow. Also, like, yes, and also it feels a little bit gendered. Like, there are for sure. dumbass men out there doing dumb shit. 100%. Like, most 100%. hated celebrity, let's let's cool it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. Um, uh, so, so then later in the, in the timeline, I just, like, took a screenshot of it. Um, it might be about, around 2013, 2014. We write about Takoon, one of our favorite Korean spas in L.A., in a roundup. It remains the only time we've ever mentioned vaginal steaming on the site. And I'm like, okay. So that's like me being like, oh, fucking Gwyneth Paltrow obsessed with vaginal steaming. What a weirdo. And it was just like because they mentioned one spa. And as I was like searching oh. for it, I was like, yeah, they don't have articles about it. They don't they're not proponents of it. They just mentioned a spa and everyone was like, goopy crazy. Mm, really? Okay. And it was okay. like a Korean spa that probably had already had that service. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. Meg, you said it's like an ancient practice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. It was like little, little stools and practices. So also, I was like, okay, I'm glad goop. to hear that she's like shouting out like locally run spas. You know what I mean? Because this feels That's- extremely appropriation possible like I feel like she's probably walking that line all the dang time I think a lot of the crystal and uh stuff like there's there's the potential for appropriating ancient things there and yeah you have to be careful I mean because part of the thing that she says inspired goop is that um you know before she started all this like one of her favorite things was any project she worked on she'd ask the locals in where she worked what their favorite haunts were and she'd go and explore to like get to know like the real town she was in Mm -hmm. so then she liked collecting that and like referring people so that's part of it is like insider tips on like the real la spots and stuff Hmm. and like real london joints interesting um in 2017 uh, Goop hosts their first wellness symposium entitled In Goop Health. And it's well attended <laughs> and people get B12 shots in their butts for free. Get 12 um, shot. Wait, what? B12. B12. Oh, what's that? It's like a vitamin and it's supposed to be really good for like focus and energy. 
You know, um, like those weird people that do the bags of vitamins, like people come to your house and they stick you with a needle and you have like an IV, but of vitamins. Kate, you've never done this? I've they no, do also it on Real never Housewives of Beverly Hills a lot. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, well so, you know, like, Kate, you know that thing? <laughs> you know that thing. We've all done it together, remember? <laughs> um, well, so in the timeline, they're like, in goop health happens. It's the best day ever. B12 shots in everyone's butts. Um, so they acknowledge it. And this in goop health is what one of the episodes of season two of Shrill is based on. <gasps> gotcha gotcha that, so that you, conference that yeah. wellness women's conference yes wow. so have you both seen yeah season two yes yeah. so i mean i've waham, seen that episode yeah waham episode um and i feel like it it covers exactly my feelings on goop after all this research wow. where it's like because lindy west went to an in goop health thing that's what that episode's inspired by and it's like after walking away she's like okay I see that there is good happening here. People right. are feeling empowered. They're talking about things that for a long time we've we've been supposed to feel shamed about. Right. So in some ways this is good, but it's also like like so exclusive because it, so many of these things are so expensive and it's like is feminism only allowed for the wealthy and also like are we past this point of feminism? We don't know. It's like yeah, monet it's like capitalist feminism, like monetizing yes. feminism. Yes. So weird. Yeah. So Fascinating. research more about Goop and then definitely watch that episode, listeners, because Shrill is good and that episode's amazing. It is. Maybe really we'll good. cut to a clip right here. I was surprised to see that tickets to this event start at $300. And I know that part of Waham's mission statement is lifting up every woman, but can you really do that if the price point is so inaccessible? Um, so I've thought about this quite a bit, and we offer sponsorships oh. for low-income women so they can attend free of charge. Got it. So we've kind of already got that all figured out. So I have to go, but um, thank you for coming. Oh, um, would there be any way that I could possibly, I don't know, meet with one of the low-income women who was sponsored? Oh, it's such a bummer. Actually, she couldn't make it because she couldn't get off work. But enjoy the day. That badge gets you a water. <laughs> Good clip. <laughs> Good clip that I will find later. So then 2018 or 2017, she launches a podcast, uh, puts a ton of products in the shop online. And in 2019? Oh, no, no, it was this year, 2020. She launched the Netflix show that is pretty controversial. It's called The Goop Lab. And uh, it's uh, Rotten Tomatoes rates it 30%. Oof, <laughs> my goof. And lots of reviews say that Goop goes off the rails and is stupid and harmful. Oh, damn. So as part of my research, I was like, well, I should probably watch at least one episode of the show. Because I really had no interest in it at all. Um, and uh, But I managed to squeeze in today during my work hours. Hi, co-workers who listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, to watch the episode, The Pleasure is Ours. And it's about um, like female pleasure. And uh, it was like fucking radical. Cool. Like, not like radical, but like. It felt like a very radical 
concept idea yes wow um because cool. one it's like i think the more you you listen to gwyneth talk about this stuff it's like she's aware like I think she could go more like Earth Mother, but instead she's like, mm, let's like acknowledge that this all sounds ridiculous, you know? Um, and so I think she kind of shows that side in the show. I think some episodes are probably bonkers and ridiculous, but this one felt really kind of amazing because um, a lot of her employees, want, uh, she, Gwyneth and one of her like, you know, higher up people interview this woman, Betty Dodson who's like a sex therapist and a female pleasure therapist. And she's 90 years old and she is like all of our hero. Like I do cool. think you should watch this episode cause she's amazing. Um, she like doesn't give a shit who Gwyneth is like corrects her and calls her out on shit. And I was just like, fucking Betty, get it. And she hosts these workshops where like, you know, she sit, everyone's naked and I'm pretty sure they all masturbate together at the same time and she like has a method and it's kind of like for women who like maybe are having like haven't been able to give themselves orgasms and haven't had one um and it's like new techniques and stuff but it's very much just about like one you should be naked in front of other women you should um see other vulvas and recognize that they all look different because so many like betty talks about you know, she felt like she was deformed because she had a long inner labia. Mm. And uh, she had, she talked about having a really curious lover and how lucky she was because she was like, he wanted to get intimate. She's like, I can't, I just, I can't, I'm not comfortable. And he's like, can we talk about it? And she's like, I'm, I'm deformed. I'm deformed down there. And he's like, I don't think that's, that's possible. And then finally, like she kind of reveals herself to him and he's like, let me show you a book that as a young boy, I found very interesting. And it was like a medical book that showed different vulvas that he would masturbate to. And, but it had all these different examples. And she was just like, Oh my God, how many years did I spend thinking I was deformed? So then she was just like, I'm devoting my life to making sure that people with all sorts of different vulvas recognize that these are different. I was like, I love Betty. I love Betty so hard. So Um, cool. Wait, so so does do they all masturbate? Do they all do it? So, so one half, so these, so Gwyneth and this woman talked to Betty and then the other group sit with this kind of Australian woman and she helps them learn how to communicate about their desires. Cool. Um, and there's this one woman, she grew up in Shanghai and she's queer and she moved to the States and she's always kind of been kind of uh, uncomfortable with her body and talking about sex And so she realizes that this is like pretty important for her growth. So after the first workshop where she talks about communication and opening up, then she's like, I think I need to do that workshop with Betty. So she signs up to do it. And Betty has this like, uh, I don't think it's a romantic partner. I think it's like a business partner, a workshop partner. And her workshop partner offers, because like they talk about like how porn can kind of affect what men expect but also maybe what women expect as well of like Mm. what they're supposed to be and how they're supposed to behave and so they're like you know in pornos so rarely do you see activity that would actually stimulate a woman to orgasm totally so most likely all those orgasms are faked it's important to show real orgasms so in this episode 
Betty's partner goes through the workshop and lets the goop crew film her <gasps> reach climax. What? And I was just like, I've never seen anything like that before. Like, it just felt like kind of crazy. And and there were just so many beautiful moments. And I was just like, this, this is fucking cool. I'm actually really into this. Wow. And I watched it on my work computer during work times. <laughs> Are you going to yeah. make us all masturbate together, Meg? Is this where so, you're going to do? Now, please take your hand. Because <laughs> um, I'm for I sure watching I this would. episode. <laughs> you got to watch it. I haven't watched any others. I can't speak for the rest of the series. It does sound like which, it gets, which episode is What's it called again? It's called The Pleasure is Ours. I okay, believe it's cool. episode three. Cool. Wow. Um, Sweet. But, and like early on... Um, Gwyneth refers to the vagina and Betty's like, it's the vulva. The vagina is the canal. The vulva is all the parts that feel That's good. Right, Betty. That's right. Betty. And Gwyneth is like, oh, I, I didn't know that. And she'd been talking on goop for so long about vagina care, vagina, this vagina, that I was like, all right, mm. like show, show what it's like to be wrong. And mm-hmm. like she practices saying vulva and stuff. So I, anywho, I was just like this part of this feels important. And I think there are some women who could probably, or some people who could really benefit yeah. from it. Wow. But um, that's not why we're here. We're here to make fun of it. <laughs> so, um, so we covered uh, vagina, vaginal steaming or vacials, as I like to refer to them. Okay. Um, in, in last season. Vagacials. Um and uh and like we said they actually only referred to a spa that offers it so they didn't have actually that much information about them um but some of the other hot button issues that have gotten goop some attention are the jade egg or the yoni egg mm-hmm. this is something you can buy on goop's website it's retailed for 66 dollars. oh my okay. god i read I read one article that was like jade's expensive it's if it's 66 dollars, it's probably illegal jade from myanmar oh boy okay um, but they're like, like goop is so like, ah, uh, this is all well-resourced. You're, you're, um, what's it called? Sustainable, thoughtfully resourced things. So who knows? So the Yoni egg, um, is used for energy work, crystal healing and Kegel exercises. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It looks big. So, the, <laughs> I, mean, so I, don't- I read an article of someone who, who tried it. Okay. Um, who is both hippie and normal. She's like, look, I'm, it's kind of like, <laughs> she's kind of like a mayhe, uh, where it's like, look, I'm trying out this shit because I like to make myself feel good, but also I know it's all bullshit. Yeah. Um, and so the site, uh, goop wow. itself. Wow. Rec- you guys, I might, I might do this. Mayhe. <laughs> well, read, read this like L article. I'll send it to you. Yeah. This woman on, uh, who wrote for L tried it. Um, so and she, she got a horrible it. UTI. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, she describes it as it's bigger than a tampon, smaller than a penis. I think it's probably okay. the size, if not smaller, than a um, menstrual cup. Okay. And so the site recommends uh, you really only put it in for 10 to 15 minutes. Um, but uh, some people have started, like, keeping it in overnight. And... Uh, that's where doctors are like, don't do that. Like that can cause vaginosis or TSS. Um, yeah. So like, but the site only recommends a couple minutes and it's to kind of just like squeeze and, and stuff and then feel the power of your insides. Um, wow. And so this L writer I was talking about, she decided to give it a try because she's 
kind of getting into crystals and whatnot. And she said after giving it maybe like 10 tries, she's like, don't notice anything different. Um, the sex isn't any different and I don't feel any like deep understanding of uh, my body or my vulva or vagina. And so she's like, but what I'm, what I'm taking away from that is that my vagina was already swole. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, good for you. Good for you. That's right. So then there's the candle. There is a candle. It costs $75. Ooh, more than the jade egg. And it is uh, titled, This Smells Like My Vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Kate's face. I'm looking at it now, too. Okay, God, I'm looking it up. So now don't, I'm going to bring up other stuff later and I'm going to make you guess about things. So don't do too okay. much digging. Okay. Up okay. I won't. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. But I you just can, to you can look at the candle. What it looks like. About. So we're talking about the candle that brought goop attention and that kind of sparked this episode. Right. This smells like my vagina and I'm going to read the description with a funny, gorgeous, sexy, and beautifully unexpected scent. This candle is made of geranium, citrusy Ooh. bergamot, and cedar absolutes, juxtaposed with damask rose and ombrette seed to put us in mind of fantasy, seduction, and a sophisticated warmth. They didn't mention uh, a, a, a coin purse left yeah. in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it's lacking a little something. Um, so, so first, a little history behind this candle. Because this came out and everyone was like, is this what Gwyneth's vagina smells like? Is this what Gwyneth thinks her vagina smells like? What the hell? So she was on Jimmy Kimmel uh, where they talked about it. And um, here are a couple choice quotes from that interview. So Douglas Little, who is the owner of Heretic Perfume, we're very close friends and we've worked together a lot. He does all of our fragrances for us. And one day we were smelling different fragrances and I was joking around and I smelled something and I said, this is what my vagina smells like (laughs) as a joke. But then I was like, wouldn't that be cool if somebody actually had the guts to do that? She continued, what a punk rock feminist statement to have that on your table. And then he made it. I thought he just made one for me as a joke, but then the next thing I knew, it was on my website. So it was a joke. Wait, so he didn't let. What okay, kind of business so he, are you running? <laughs> <laughs> so it. So he just basically took the essence of what she said and made a candle without. So it, it doesn't actually. She didn't like taste didn't, test. Yes. Or like smell yeah, test. Yeah. She didn't put okay. in any uh, ideas for the scent. Okay. It sounds like okay. he just went from there. She did gotcha. less work than us and she makes $75 <laughs> on a candle. I mean, uh, and then Kimmel said, so they didn't do any testing or anything like that because it smells nice. It smells a little bit masculine, actually kind of woody. And then she's like, well, it's not supposed to actually smell like a vagina. Um, so it's so a she's marketing just like the, tech. Yeah. She's the queen of marketing. Yes. Um, but, this does pose an interesting question for us. What would our vagina candle smell like? Well, we have done that whole episode on smells from season yes. two, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so people should go back and listen. Um, I believe, what was the one that you said, Meg T? It was like a, a mahogany. Someone said, ma- or. So I think, yeah, Mayhay was a mahogany desk. Yeah. I think I was moist oak. Moist oak, yeah. Okay, so 
I was thinking about this today because, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'm a very juicy pregnant lady right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that because of that, I am like damp sponge at the moment. <laughs> very nice. It's a new smell, you guys. It is. <laughs> have I have I told you that my cats have not noticed that I'm pregnant? Or they, or they just ignore me, and I'm like, y'all, I can smell that I smell different. You can't, like cats <laughs> have to know I'm pregnant. Come on, because I smell that I'm pregnant. And I, someone said maybe the cats think we're having kittens, so they're mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't even look um, at you right now. But I definitely smell different, and it's, yeah, it's like a, it's like a. So I feel a, like in goop speak, you'd be like sea sponge and salt spray yeah you need to translate for me this is great yeah sea sponge um of the yeah i think it would be like sea salt (laughs) and eucalyptus or something oh i do love eucalyptus i would Mm. always be down for eucalyptus in a scent that's nice like what's a tree that grows by the ocean um a tory pine yeah sea salt and pine yeah. That sounds okay. great. That sounds great. I would buy Thank that. Thank you for, for goopifying my damp sponge. You're <laughs> welcome. Um, yeah, I don't know the difference between scents in terms of wood. I know it's a woody scent. So I remember great. I said I said rich mahogany and then I also said old desk. So we're <laughs> leaning more towards the rich mahogany to goopify this smell so there's like a mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess a dusty moistness but also woody so how would we how would we do that i need help maybe like um um uh what's it called like cedar scrapings after the rain ooh ooh like cedar <laughs> mist or something ooh yes ooh. Ooh. or like Cedar sap and, um, yeah, autumn leaves. <laughs> and pine yeah. or something. Yeah. I have Ooh, pine. I would, sm- I would light that up. <laughs> right. Right now. I have right pine quick. tea and it's it tastes like Christmas in a cup. Ugh. <gasps> oh, I want it. So good. That sounds good. Um, this is what I wrote because I had time to think. Um, my The sense would be, rainforest because it's moist down there orchid because i'm selling it on goop and an expensive yet soiled gym bag (laughs) (laughs) from um equinox yoga mat (laughs) correct (laughs) yoga mat oh yoga mat totally (laughs) okay so i thought we could do two silly little goop segments Goop games. Goop games. Goops. Goopsums. Goop games. Um, so this first one is entitled Which one of these goop products is fake? Ooh, fun. So I'm going to read you four products and you're going to have to guess which one is the fake. Okay. There is the Smoky Quartz Crystal Infused Water Bottle, retailed for $88. There is the Shift, a small metal tube on a chain that you blow through for inner peace, retailed for $105. 
There's the gratitude palm stone, a flat onyx held between hands to center your gratitude practice. Retail for $92. And there's the Ula Hydration Reminder, a device that blinks to remind you to drink water. Retailed for $30. Okay, I've definitely, the fourth one exists. Like, if it doesn't, it should, because I've seen versions of that other places to remind you to drink water. I think that that one's fake because it's only $30. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say the one that reads fake to me is the the thing you just blow into for inner peace. (laughs) I feel like that's got to be true. (laughs) The shift? A small metal tube on a chain that you blow through for inner peace? Retail for $105. What a bad name. The shift? shift. (laughs) I don't know. That's my guess. I'm going with the cheapest as fake. Okay. The The water bottle. Okay. Um, uh, you are both incorrect. Damn it. The gratitude palm stone is of my own <laughs> concoction. That, seemed that the one most seemed realistic. obvious. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was, I was originally going to do one that's like, it holds your arms in place during your daily meditation when you've had a hard day. And I was like, that's obviously fake. Um, wait, and then what was the first one? Oh, the, the smoky quartz bottle. crystal infused water bottle. For $88. That feels real to me. And the shift is real. It's a tube about this long. And it's you, like a you wear breathalyzer. It on a chain <laughs> and you wear it under your clothes. And when you just need a second, you pull out your tube and go. <sighs> done and and done. It's, it doesn't make a sound. It's not like a rape whistle. It's not a whistle. <laughs> just a tube to blow through for $105. Wow. I thought that was outrageous that's so funny goop what's your deal so next up i wanted to play the game how much do you think this goop item costs no um so this is where i'm gonna share my screen and um so first up this um item is called the Elian Organic Cotton Vintage Tea. Uh, and I'm going to show it to you, but I'll describe it for the for the listeners. This is a white crew neck t-shirt. It's just a That's t-shirt. It. it is just a t-shirt with a label that says G on it. Um, here's a picture of Gwyneth in it. She looks pretty happy, but it is just a white t-shirt. How much do we think this is? $109. I'm going with 95 because it's the same price as the one with the ribbing. 95? Mm-hmm. Meg is correct with $95. <gasps> wow. Meg. On top of that, it is not vintage, but they call it the vintage tea. And it is dry clean only. <laughs> That's so stupid. Are you kidding me? This is a white t-shirt $95 dry clean only oh and it's cotton God. how is it a 100% cotton tea dry clean only <laughs> so stupid no sense so next up thought I'd simplify it this is a t-shirt how about a tank let's just talk about a tank for the listeners this is a olive green ribbed tank top it's it has old navy tank top yes exactly it's got kind of thick straps uh, not a spaghetti, um, you know, subtle, subtle ribbing. Okay, we've got to see the photo with Gwyneth. 
looking here she is breezy easy breezy in her garden next to her barn she's wearing an olive denim skirt to go along with her olive tank i'm going 88 dollars okay i mean i was gonna go like it can't be more than 50 it's a tank top it is a tank top it is 195 (gasps) dollars what so now I kind of led you astray because it's More? 90% cotton and 10% cashmere. Oh my God. Because who doesn't want to wear a sweater vest underneath <laughs> stuff? Um, and on top of that, it is hand wash only. Don't trust it with the dry cleaners. You take care of it yourself. Wow. It's more yeah. than the plain white t-shirt. It's more than the plain white t-shirt. This small green tank top. Wow. Wow. So there's that. Okay, this is my last one. I'm showing oh, them cute. the Cali zip-up hoodie. Oh, I'm looking oh more at the pants. God. Yeah, yeah, okay, the yeah, pants are cute. Hoodie. They have like a drop crotch. It's very cute. Oh, I thought this so was this a onesie. Okay, great. Nope, just a hoodie, a black it's hoodie. a black oh, hoodie. No. I have a very similar hoodie from Old Navy. Um, and just to give you a little more context, this is machine washable and 100% cotton. Wow, there, she's trusting you with a machine. Okay. Yes. It's got to be cheap. Uh, you can cheaper, see the designer right? is Neely Lotan. So I don't know if that means It anything. is a black hoodie. It is a black hoodie. I'm There's, saying $230. With very $30. $230. I don't even know. $150. It's $295. It is a black hoodie. It's a black hoodie with tiny pockets on the front. Oh, they're not even. Oh, my God. They are tiny pockets. That's bullshit. I need my hoodie to have like heavy duty pockets that zip. I need it to hold my phone. And they're out of any every size except medium. Medium. Also, they don't have extra large, which is B.S. Mm -hmm. Also, I love that they they specify that the model you're looking at has a 33 inch Uh bust and a 24 inch waist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, so. I need She's triple me. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's 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 the problem with goop. Now, because here's I I really want to like shit on this and be like a white t-shirt for ninety five dollars, and like, but I'm also anti fast fashion. But I do yeah. think, like, if you're gonna spend ninety five dollars on a on a shirt, it should have more than just to be a white t-shirt that you need to dry clean like it just feels so indulgent and unnecessary um mm. but fast fashion is also terrible for the environment mm. so like you know and i believe a lot of the people she hires are like female designers so like there's good and bad to to this yeah. company so yeah so goop it's it's complicated like part of me was like totally won over after i read some of the posts and saw what gwyneth said and the fact that she's like we know how we sound. We know what we're doing. Like this is intentional. Um, and, but then part of me is like, your shop is outrageous. Mm -hmm. And like very few people can access this, but she has a lot of free resources. So I'm just like, I I don't know how I feel. And And she's not the worst in the game. Like she's not the only person overcharging for dumb shit. Yes. And I think when you hear her talk about stuff, like, sometimes I'm like, I feel like she's just trying to be real by saying like, fuck sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but in other ways, I'm like, I do genuinely believe that she's like, I don't know. I just think we should be talking about vaginas more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. That's and cool. vulvas too. And vulvas <laughs> and orgasms. Oh, 
Because then just to close things out, this candle, this smells like my orgasm. Okay. Okay. So I need to know the ingredients. Yeah. Okay. What's, what are the ingredients of this candle that is called, this smells like my orgasm? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the description reads, a fitting follow-up to that candle, you know the one, the vagina one. This blend is made with tart grapefruit, neroli, no idea what that is, and ripe cassis berries, blended with gunpowder tea and Turkish rose absolutes for a scent that's sexy, surprising, and wildly addictive. <sighs> what would your Once- guys' orgasm candle smell like? Pillowcase in my face. <laughs> <laughs> sin oh, sin and shame <laughs> listeners has anyone bought these candles please let, please us, let know. us know I, if I these... want listeners who love goop to call in so goop it's complicated um, it's complicated you might say it's duplicated <laughs> no I, coop, compli- you gotta add the two O's oh yes it's of course coop. of course it's, it's complicated. complicated. Um, and, you know, I, I like everything I'd see would push me in one direction and then push me to the next. But I'm definitely more impressed and on board than I was when I started. Okay. Yeah. Even, yeah. With, even with the barn. Thank you. Even with the barn. <clears throat> even with the $90 one size fits all white t-shirt forgot it was one size fits all (laughs) that makes me so mad well Meg 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 Truebridge thank you so much for your goop research thanks Kate (laughs) Elstoon this was so I yeah I really knew nothing about goop other than just like the the random like news viral shitting on their stuff so I'm gonna go watch that episode on Netflix I am too watch that episode that's my big takeaway like maybe i mean some of their some of the blogs like they have gynecologists talked and like uh you know they have an interesting article about uterine fibroids so Mm. like there's some good resources on the site um the shop will cause you rage um but that episode definitely watch it cool thank you thanks mike it was a pleasure kate elstoon and megan ludy hayes (laughs) (laughs) vusha sukel (laughs) (laughs) all right it's time for another uh rendition of vintage read my labias because you're always reading my labias um just you know uh, the theme (laughs) with with vintage read my labias i feel is creepy older men um or older men being creeps i got one if you got if you have one of those (laughs) so i was a ta um in college uh in junior high mid okay middle i forgot that tas yeah we started them early okay so i lucked out because i got to be a ta to one of the cool fun teachers Um, Uh oh red flag so but he was like not like you know there's the like young pastor playing guitar red flag. Yep. This was the like fun, almost like grandpa like uh teacher. Got so it. So you feel very safe. So uh I started as I'm teeing for him, um, I just started noticing kind of like weird things he'd say and like one thing, two thing, I was just like, okay, but accumulatively I was like 
I think he might be a creep. And so like one of the things, I only remember a couple, but one of them was I was grading scantrons. And uh, what class, wait, what class are we talking? So I'm in ninth grade. So for other people, that's freshman. But for me, that was the, I was upperclassman in junior high. He taught civics. I think it was civics or history, but I think he was the civics teacher. Um, and, and I was like grading tests and, uh, and I was sitting in a desk and he was standing and I was like preparing to get the scantrons ready. And then, um, he kind of held his pen at his waist and was like, Oh, here you might need my magic stick. And, and I was like, he did that to you, Meg. Yes. Um, and like, not, not, I don't remember him feeling very like lecherous in that moment, but I was just like, oh, that's a weird ass way to say a pen. Okay. And like carried on testing or grading. Did you have to grab it from his crotchal region? Yeah. I don't remember being so close that I was like deeply uncomfortable. I just remember like, it, it felt like a weird flex. Sure. You know? Yeah. So, and then, uh, uh another face or like oh yeah because because then at the time I like logicked myself out of like of course you do we all all do yeah of course so then I've got a follow-up creepy history teacher story for your creepy history story fantastic because this is how vintage read my labias work yeah we're stuffed with them so then uh he another separate time um he offered me some m&ms uh, which already red flag predatory. Don't give kids candy. But um, he gave me like a pack of M&Ms and he's like, careful, the green ones make you horny. No, and I'm no, 14. No. Um, so that was gross. But then uh, in this um, class, it's like a big classroom that you can separate. And so a part of the year, they open up these two classrooms and they co-teach um like a big thing and we do like I don't know like U.S. representatives lesson um and so he would teach this with like his buddy who worked who who taught class next door also a creep also a creep because I'm grading whatever as a TA and these two girls are decorating the room for something and um one of them is up on a ladder and the two teachers are like below her like as she's up on a ladder and I don't remember what she was wearing, but I remember being like, you shouldn't just hang out underneath a girl on a ladder. Like that's just inappropriate. And then they were making weird ass, like they were asking if they had boyfriends and whether they played games with them, like hide the pickle. And I was Ew. just like, okay. This oh is my God. Forked up. And so then I, I like went to a counselor just be like, can I get some advice? I don't know if what's happening is wrong. Like, I don't know if he knows what he's saying is inappropriate. And, um, and that counselor was like, thank you for bringing this to my attention. And then like the next day she called me to her office and he was there and she made me confront him about what? everything That's to his so face. That's so inappropriate. She was not a good counselor. <laughs> that is so wildly inappropriate as a teacher like and then and then never should have been put in that position a hundred percent oh my god and then on top of that they're like well we don't think you should be the ta anymore but you can still be in his class and i'm like 
So okay. basically the victim is the one that like the person that comes forward is the one that has to adjust, right? Yeah. He doesn't get fucking placed on fucking right. leave. Yeah. And he just he was like apologizing. He was like, "Oh, thank you for bringing this to my attention." And I was like, "Okay." And then I spent the rest of the year in his class, and I was like, "Ugh, that's so awful, Meg. I'm so, so sorry." Gross. But I, you know, learned a lot. <laughs> that's super Meg, shitty, Meg. I'm so sorry. Read my labia's Minnesota public schools, and Mister, we shall not name his name because he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Go I mean, fuck yourself. Read my labias. Minnesota, hopefully you are doing better about protecting young women from older men. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So I also have a creepy old man story. Who was a history teacher? I'll try to make it short and just hit you with the greatest hits of how fucking creepy he was. And also, Meg, it's like when you look back, you realize, oh, that was super shady. Yeah. And like we just all thought it was normal. Like... He would ask us for photos of ourselves, and the m- bigger the photo, the more extra credit you got. <gasps> That's disgusting. Holy shit. And that was something that didn't even dawn on me as being weird until after he was fired. And then oh, I looked oh, Yeah. And after I looked back, I was like, That's really weird. Like, he Wait, had old, old pictures. We were in high school. We were juniors sophomores or juniors was he a priest or was he like catholic no or? no uh, catholic or christian i forget but he had old photos of old students in his desk which like my dad is a, a former high school teacher and he has like random like prom photos that kids would give him or like you know what i mean but sure. not like a desk and not like eliciting of, like and not requesting right. them yeah and requesting them in large sizes giving more extra credit point for the larger the size. Yeah. So he was like a really easy teacher. Like he would give obscene amounts of extra credit, which looking back honestly is kind of like a form of grooming. It's like, don't say anything because this is an easy A for you. Um, Mm. We would have open book tests. Like everybody would ace their test. We watched like all of Roots in his (laughs) class. (laughs) Which, you know, one, I probably never would have been introduced to Roots otherwise, so thank you. But also, it's like 15 hours long, and he would just not teach us, and we would watch Roots. Right. Um, but he, the, he, there were just a lot of creepy things that he would say, like... Um, a girl had messy hair and he would be like, oh, are you hungover? Or like he um, was grading a girl's binder and he was like, oh, where's your title page? And she's like, oh, it's in the back. And he's oh, he's like, oh, you like it in the back? Um, and then no, 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 no. And then he kept his toy, his tissues like in his podium. So a girl like he was lecturing and a girl like didn't want to interrupt him so she kind of like tried to reach around and he was like whoa whoa hey oh and like made a big deal about it and then my friend like danced at a rally and he um pulled the back of her backpack and was like hey nice job at the rally today just like in a really fucking creepy voice I was there when it happened so just like creepy 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 shit and, like, again, I think we all – this is an all-girls school, too. I think we all just, like, talked about it and never thought to bring it to an adult's mm-hmm. attention. And then I think once other adults heard about it, they were like, 
this is not okay. And like people went in and told them all this stuff and he was fired because um, our principal's a woman and like most of the, like a lot of the teachers were women. And so that is a happy ending of when women are listened to and when young and when young women are like believed, right? They weren't like, you guys are kids. They were like, thank you for telling us. We will keep you safe. Wow. Read my labias to all that. I don't really have one that's coming to mind school-wise, thank God, not that I'm aware (laughs) of anyway. Um, But I did, I attended, um, you know, like CCD, like Catholic school, like classes on Mondays. Uh, I got confirmed when I was 16. So like leading up to that, it was pretty like, you know, heavy duty step. Not really, but it was just like you had to go and like whatever. And we had a youth group leader guy who who told us that to confess accurately to a priest we had like he gave us a list of things that were like sins right like here's your list of sins if you've done these you have to confess um did you read your horoscope did you you know what? like i've never even heard of that because you're because you're a bit you're like thinking of a god a higher power that's not god so it's, oh we're all kind of like and it was funny because a lot of my friends that were in it were all like well this is bullshit I'm not gonna like say that because I don't feel guilty about that um (laughs) this Aries don't feel guilty but then (laughs) but then he said one thing another thing you have to do everybody is um masturbation is a sin so you have to tell not only the priest that you masturbated but let him know when and how many times nope Uh uh-uh and nope. we were all we just, just cover like, that with impure thoughts. OK, that's that's, you know. Yeah, it's like uh, the priest needs something for later. So if you could just tell him that. Uh-huh. Ugh, so disgusting. what you were thinking about what you used. So gross. That's nasty. What's the name of the dirty mag that you use? What's the name yeah. of the Teen video? B. What page was it on? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, read our labia's old gross men who I know listen to this podcast. Yeah, because you're gross. Don't be a creep. This is a really icky way to end this podcast, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait. So I we may have I you know we've we've been friends for a long time and we've had so many episodes now. I can't remember when if we've done this, but we're all. Catholics practicing Ish. or non um and uh and I think all of us are confirmed what are all your confirmation names Ooh, good question I am Saint Cecilia because oh, Patron Saint of Music Patron Saint of Music and I really liked that song by Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> <laughs> um mine is uh Apollonia <laughs> because uh her saint story truly inspired me but also minnesota purple rain you know prince i love it i love it yeah. i love that we pick things that we were like yeah yeah the thing but the real thing yeah like there's the whole catholic thing but also pop culture so i um was a poor student and didn't realize i was supposed to pick a name how are you so, the one that didn't pick a name what on the day of my confirmation the the priest was like walking down and saying hi to everyone and being like great oh wow yeah da, da, da. and he came up to me and he was like Megan hmm I'm sure it's in the Bible somewhere and then just went to the next person <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea I don't know why I missed the boat on that I don't know why there wouldn't be checks and balances to make sure we all picked one I know I mean that was the most exciting part to me I know, and I missed it. And I mean, what do I do it retroactively? 
I mean, I at now, after after everything, after, after all we've been through, <laughs> 20 years, <laughs> I'm going to write a longhand letter to my elementary school and be like, Dear sirs and madams, it's come to my attention. I, the system has failed me. <laughs> we hope you laughed as much as we laughed at ourselves in this episode. Um, once again, if you do love us, you may leave us a review on iTunes or you can follow us on Instagram and show us um, love in the comments or DM us. Um, if you got a good story about first periods, uh, bad periods, um, something you bought from Goop, um, or if you have a question for Dr. Kate, who will be coming on later this season, call our hotline, 9106-Uterus. And until next week, keep calm and stay goopy. goopy.